When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast featuring exclusive content and interviews with leaders in the WordPress community, covering everything from development to integrating your digital marketing strategy with WordPress. Join host David Vogelpohl of WP Engine and special guests from across the community as they keep you up to speed on the latest advancements in WordPress. Let's get started. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Press This WordPress Community Podcast on Cranberry Radio. I'm your host, David Vogelpohl, and I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine. And I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. Just a reminder, you can subscribe on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or SoundCloud. And as always, you can download episodes at cranberryradio.fm. Forward, I'm sorry, cranberry.fm forward slash shows forward slash press this. So for today's episode, we're going to be interviewing Dan Markovic and Tina Tordovic of Social Web Suite. Tina and Dan, welcome to the show. Thank you, David. Glad to be here. Yes. You didn't have to say our last names. I know it's hard. <laughs> yeah. I just hope I got it right. Was I was I yeah, pretty yeah, close yeah, there? Perfect, <laughs> Awesome, awesome. We're also joined by co-host Stephen Word. Stephen, welcome to the show. Hey, it's always good to be back. Thank you, David. Um, it's good to be back. Uh, hey, Tina. Hi, Dan. It's good to have you guys on. Hi. Stephen, awesome. Yeah, so we can all chat together. <laughs> I know. It's like a word camp reunion here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> these, uh, these three quite a bit. Um, but in today's show, uh, we're going to be covering the rapid rise of WordPress SaaS products. SaaS-based products, plugins, and services supported by SaaS um, is growing in WordPress popularity. A lot more tools, a lot more companies are using it. There's a lot of advantages behind it. Developers can earn more revenue, making their products more valuable to them, invest more in those products. Um, with that investment, of course, they can build better products, which helps the community. And then they can also support their creations in more meaningful ways. But this causes a little bit of a controversy in an open source community like WordPress. How, uh, what is the impact to the community for SaaS and how can um, SaaS-based products and services find a path that allows them to build a meaningful product um, but also do it in a way that kind of supports the sensibilities of the community. So that's really what we're going to be exploring today. But before we jump into that, 
Today's episode is being recorded in late August 2017, and, and while it's being recorded, Hurricane Harvey is hitting Houston, Texas. For those of you that don't know, Houston actually plays a special role in the WordPress community. First off, WordPress was actually invented in a small town right outside of Houston called Katy. Matter of fact, Matt Mullenweg, the creator of WordPress, still lives there. Katy is one of those communities that's being affected by Hurricane Harvey with flooding. I was just watching Facebook yesterday. And for those of you who've listened to Cranberry Radio for a while, you're probably familiar with Sugar Ray, the famous affiliate marketer. Her home was also under threat of flooding and isn't really in a super flooded, flooding-type area. So it's affecting a lot of people in the community. A lot of people in the community live there. Um, Sean Hesketh, I hope I got that last name. I know Sean well, but never say his last name out loud very often, of WP101. He's down there as well. As far as I saw, he wasn't being affected. But Houston plays a special role in the WordPress history and the WordPress community today. So what I wanted to do, if you're listening to this episode, you're probably listening to it about a week after we recorded it or maybe far in the future. But if you if you are listening to it around that time, we'd like to encourage you to donate to the Red Cross's efforts to help the Houston community recover from this devastating hurricane. And the way you can do that is you can go to literal.co, L-I-T-T-U-R-L dot C-O forward slash hurricane, and it will redirect you to the Red Cross's donation page. So I would encourage you to donate to Houston just out of the goodness of your heart, but also because of the special role Houston plays in the WordPress community. So, um, you know, again, just please reach out to the Red Cross and donate and give those people some support. So, okay, now that that's aside, I want to jump right into interviewing Tina and Dan. Um, For those of you that aren't familiar with Tina and Dan, they're fixtures in the WordPress community, especially in Canada and Toronto, but even beyond uh, across the world. Everybody knows Tina and Dan, such and such a force, and they have a product called Social Web Suite, which is a SaaS-based social media product, and we're going to be interviewing them today about SaaS products in general as it relates to WordPress and a little bit about Social Web Suite itself. So, Tina and Dan, welcome to the show. I'm kind of curious, like, what is your WordPress origin story? How did you get involved with all this WordPress stuff? I followed the WordPress since 2005, and but I got more involved since 2010. Uh, and my first WordCamp was WordCamp Toronto 2013. And before that, I didn't even know about WordCamps. You know, I was just following WordPress as a software and that kind of stuff. Like, and I was comparing like WordPress, uh, Drupal, and Joomla. And in 2013, I went to work in Toronto and I was astonished and with community and like with friendliness. And I said, like, oh, this is the technology that I want to work more. All I have experience with .NET, for example, and now this year, like in Java and AEM. But uh, WordPress as a community is like unique, and that's why I decided to get. That's really interesting. So you'd had some awareness and interactions, of course, with WordPress, but it was it was the community aspect, going to a WordCamp, getting involved with the community, um, feeling that support and love from others that you you found unique compared to other open source frameworks or something like .NET. Yes. Yes. Because I was going, like, for example, to .NET meetups, and they're, like, more, like, um, professional. Everybody's talking only about the code and nothing else. And then I went to WordCamp, and everybody was friendly and, like, oh, you can contribute the code here. Uh, 
you can help other plugin developers. That's that's how I started with WordPress. I was helping the the other guys first in order to learn how to make the plugins. And you know, and I feel great. <laughs> and since then, we are we got even more and more involved. And I'm so proud of that and of community and yeah. and Tina. <laughs> well, my my <laughs> my story is similar uh, because of the community. So I'm not a developer. Uh, so my background is like sales, marketing, business administration. Uh, so I don't know any PHP or <laughs> now I know a little bit of HTML and CSS because I have to. Um, but uh, so then in 2014, uh, it was WordCamp Montreal actually. And uh, Dan, was, Dan, Dan didn't want to go alone. So he asked me to go with him. And although I didn't know actually what WordPress is or anything about it, I like Montreal as a city. So obviously I, <laughs> I said yes. And uh, we went there for a weekend and Dan was attending mostly like developer sessions. I was attending like designer sessions and maybe like WordPress 101 sessions. And um, I met there a lot of people uh, and I really liked the community. I really so liked the how community open everybody was. So the yeah. community was also kind of an attractant to you, yeah. um, just kind of, and I think a lot of people don't really understand the value of that, right? People really lean in and help each other, and it's really interesting to hear that that was kind of the draw for you guys. So thinking about this from a, you know, kind of from the lens of the the podcast itself and the topic about SaaS, you know, I know a lot of companies are starting to make products and, and adopting more of a SaaS model, and others are kind of transitioning. Um, from more of a, you know, kind of pay for software, kind of a single single charge model. And I know that you guys kind of took that journey, right? You had, a, I think, an agency, maybe you still do. And then you were making products where people would kind of uh, basically just pay one-time fee to unlock certain features or anything like that. Could you tell me a little bit about your business before you made the switch to SaaS? Just, you know, brief overview. Oh, Yes. So, uh, first I started contributing to one or two plugins, uh, which I found on a WordPress.org. And uh, I found that they had uh, uh, they, they were missing some features. For example, uh, one plugin was uh, Fit Old Post, which is now called Re Revive Old Post. I know that one and, well. Yeah. And... Uh, I found out that is uh, missing a feature to to post to custom post types. For example, for our website, we have a custom post type of portfolio, so that kind of stuff were, uh, was not able to be shared there. And then I see it, and in two weeks, I created that feature while working full time on other job. And then I contacted the developer <laughs> and uh, told, told them, you know, like I made a feature and they said, oh, this is amazing. You know, we want to include it and that, that kind of stuff. And um, since then, again, I was like uh, looking for some plugins that I, I was, we were using for our agency work. And then I was con contributing with the code. And then we decided, okay, uh, this is good. Uh, I think we are doing good with that. Let's make our own product. And then we made a, a plugin, uh, uh, which was called, and it's still called the Hype Social Buffer. And we made it as a pro plugin. And we intentionally made it as a pro plugin because, you know, we have expenses and we have to pay, <laughs> you know, the salaries and support and that kind of stuff. 
So that's a similar, you know, I know a lot of people kind of share that journey, right? You're doing client work, helping out on a plug-in here or there. Maybe you're creating your own custom ones for clients. And then you kind of graduate to making your own product. And you end up, you know, kind of initially selling that pro version, typically for a one-time charge. And so what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we want to talk a little bit about your shift from that model into more of a SaaS model. Um, We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, so social the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your facebook contest and sweepstakes create a fun easy to win contest by writing a simple facebook post watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction track your traffic and generate email lists with ease so social is mobile friendly and complies with facebook terms of service let so social give your facebook page some flash today zoom over to zosocial.com Let's press forward with more Press This only on Cranberry.fm. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Press This community, WordPress community podcast on Cranberry Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl, and we're interviewing Tina and Dan of Social Web Suite about their migration to a SaaS-based model for their WordPress product and the implications of that to their business and the community. So right before we took the break, Dan was sharing how they had, uh, Tina and, and and Dan had started their business helping others, kind of in an agency model. Dan had been volunteering some time to help plugins, had made his own plugin, and now Dan, I'm really curious, how did you decide? What it made you decide to change from you know the pro model where you charge once for the software, maybe for support on top of that, to a model where you're where you're making a SaaS based product like Social Web Suite? Why did you make that transition? So uh, we had that plugin, and plugin uh, had some features and some sales, and then we we were receiving a lot of new feature requests, and then we have analyzed and we have discovered that if we put so many features in this, this plugin, it's gonna slow the WordPress and it's gonna be overwhelmed. And some features, we, we could not even put them in a plugin. And we were thinking, oh, instead of you know having a plugin, why, why not make a platform? 
And then I contacted a few of our uh, friends and our co-workers and uh, we were talking about other platforms and, and how maybe we can implement all those good features that people are looking for and asking for in some, something as a SaaS. And uh, I think SaaS model is the future, especially in the WordPress, because with the SaaS model, you know, we can properly uh, provide the features that people are looking for. And, and on the other side, we can charge, for, for example, monthly or yearly. And we, with those charges, we can cover our expenses because, you know, because now SaaS product is like, it's a big thing. We are using uh, Amazon cloud services for that. We have separate server for database, separate, separate server for application and, and that kind of stuff. All that stuff is costing us. So uh, <clears throat> if we just stayed with the, with the plugin and, you know, charge of maybe 50 bucks, or 99 bucks or 200 bucks per year, it will not be sustainable. Okay, Dan, hey, uh, this is uh, Steven, your co-host once again. Um, and you just kind of outlined, um, you know, I think a lot of, uh, a, a point of um, struggle for a lot of plugin authors under the like single point of system or single point of sale model. Um, and it seems that you guys feel like you can offer um, a better service, um, you know, provide more features um, under this SaaS model. Um, you know, obviously a big perk for you guys to be the recurring revenue. Um, and then, you know, for the customer, I can see, um, you know, offloading some of the processing, um, you know, to the cloud as opposed to actually having the WordPress installation, yes. um, trying to crunch those numbers. Um, my question for you at this point, though, is, is I mean, the, the benefits um, on your side are pretty clear, but do you believe that this is a better model for not only the developer or the business owner, but do you think that it also is a better experience for your customers? Yes. So uh, our plugin is now, it's actually just picking up some data from WordPress. It's just basic skeleton. It's very well optimized. And it, if you compare it with our old plugin, the old plugin could slow the WordPress site and installation and everything. <laughs> so all the processing stuff that we do, we do on our servers. So that's why we keep all those... Uh, sites of our customers uh, perfectly, if we can say, almost perfectly optimized. And uh, the new features that we are building right now and that they are coming, uh, they, they, they will not be, a, we will not be able to make this with a plugin because this is totally separate big application with, uh, I don't know, thousands of lines of code. So, you know, and uh, also now, because this is a SaaS model, we can now offer services for enterprise level co companies. And when they ask us for the feature, we can develop the feature in one month or maybe two months. And, uh, and uh, so it's more sustainable. Yeah, that's a really interesting point. You know, the offloading, that's a big deal. A lot of people will see a plugin that does everything, you know, under the sky and they're like, oh, this is great. They don't realize a lot of the times it's happening on the WordPress installation itself on that server. There's no need to always combine all of that stuff into one thing, especially if you're using it for some like backend process, right? Like the WordPress install should be resolving the web content or maybe the content on an application in some other place, but it doesn't need to always be crunching numbers to render 
their pages. Yes. Uh, so I think that's an interesting observation. And then the enterprise part, right? Do you think yeah. about WordPress as it evolves and the bigger and bigger sites using it, the bigger and bigger companies using it for more complex things, they're going to need solution providers that have a revenue model, that have a model that allows them to support the product by hiring meaningful staff and, and Im- implementing meaningful systems. And having a model where the developers having to, you know, scratch away one download, one upgrade at a time, and collect money once, and and maybe try to convince the customer to buy your support services, um, really doesn't support you being able to offer those products at scale. And I think that's a really interesting observation. And I didn't really bake that into the, the items we would explore on this call, but I think that's great um, that you you kind of covered that. Yes, uh, that is, for example, one feature that we are working right now. It's uh, statistics. And statistics for Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn, because we, we offer sharing your posts and automation posts to all those uh, uh, networks. That thing would be totally impossible to do in a plugin uh, with the with with approach that we do now, because we can see how much memory on the server is by, by, by all that stuff. So we have to optimize and, you know, and to build bigger and bigger servers uh, uh, because number of our users is, is, is growing. So it's taking uh, more memory. And if we build this feature or if we try to build the statistics mm-hmm. in a plugin, it will be totally impossible or it will be killing the site because it, it is so many uh, calls to the Twitter or Facebook or LinkedIn, and then th- those calls, it has to be displayed, and that kind of stuff, and uh, with this on, uh, on our application. Um, so you've uh, mentioned that since you've uh, made this switch over to the, the SaaS model, um, yes. it seems like you've had uh, quite a bit of success. You're getting uh, more customers, more growth. Um, I'm curious if you find that it's easier to support um, a larger customer base um, when you only have um, like a single version of a product, like I know that um, under the model of you know basically selling um, plugins as a code, um, you know sometimes you're you know it, it's inevitable that you're going to end up with customers that have different versions, um, and now you're having to support more. Do you think that you actually have less of a support burden, but with more customers under this sort of model? Uh, we think yes, but on the other side, still uh, people are installing our plugin on different environments on, and on different hostings and on different firewalls. So then we still have at least once per week or something to troubleshoot uh, some uh, custom case uh, where people are saying, oh, our data from WordPress is not pulled to your application. And then we have to see and what's going on, if it's maybe some firewall or something else. But yes, and that, that, as you said, uh, uh, I think th- this approach is a lot better also. The ghost of backwards compatibility haunts us still. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so that's awesome. So with these advantages, the revenue advantage for the developer, the feature advantage for the customer from you know buying services from a company who can afford to support and make them grow, the uh, benefit to bigger companies to have enterprise levels of service and SLAs and all the other advantages. There's this looming controversy around this, though, and that is the community is an open source community. And even, you know, of course, getting a plugin listed in WordPress.org, it must be GPL and match a bunch of other things. Um, what do you think, Dan? What's your view? Like, do you guys incorporate a GPL product as part of this solution? 
Um, and if you do, other than you know your community involvement with like the WordCamps and things, how else do you support that open source um, community and those contributions? Right? You must. And I'm guessing you have a .dot plugin, so I'm assuming it's GPL. But like, yes. how do you reconcile this kind of closed wall thing with with the you know the GPL sensibilities? I mean, there's a lot of people doing this. You know, Monster Analytics does this. WooCommerce do, had this big you know release, I guess, for renewing their license. I can't remember exactly what it was. You know, Jetpack has a lot of SaaS based services. There's a lot of people out there doing this. What are your What are your thoughts? How do you reconcile this with the open source nature of the community? So, uh, all our plugins are open source. Uh, our application is not open source because it's SaaS product, and that's okay totally. Uh, we, as, as you know, like we, we travel all over the world with WordCamps, and uh, we are meeting the people, and in the last few years, especially since we, we got more involved in a premium uh, type of services, uh, uh, in order for uh, WordPress companies to be uh, to make money and to to stand in this market, we, we need to make money. We need to be prof- prof- profitable. And uh, so, for example, I also have a template on uh, WordPress.org in Teams directory, which is open source. But you know, if somebody wants to have a premium team, then they have to buy a premium team or to buy our services. So uh, I think our community has to understand that uh, WordPress is open source and it, it should continue to be open source. But on the other side, if we want to have businesses that are sustainable, we need to make money. And that's my point of view. And I, I've seen a lot of... Uh, Companies in last two or three years going down, you know, because they, they had a lot of stuff that is open source and it was not uh, uh, sustainable. And uh, we learned from all this and now we we want to make this sustainable. And I, I'm advocate of SaaS business in WordPress. That's really an interesting perspective, Dan. And I want to touch more on this in a second, but we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Thousands affected by Hurricane Harvey urgently need support. Your donation can help the American Red Cross provide warm meals, shelter, and hope to these families. Please donate today. Go to redcross.org or call 1-800-RED-CROSS or text the word Harvey to 90999. Your support is critical. We cannot do it without you. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. How much are your best ideas worth? PriorThings.com gives you an added layer of protection for all of your intellectual property, ideas, and creative things. New business idea, pitch deck, PowerPoint presentation, song lyrics, source code, killer blog posts. We help you protect it all. 
How do we do it? We use the same technology platform that secures transactions for Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Learn more at PriorThings.com. Check out exclusive listener pricing for Cranberry Radio listeners by going to bit.ly slash Founders Circle. Let's press forward with more Press This only on Cranberry.fm. All right. Welcome back to the Press This WordPress community podcast on Cranberry Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. And we were just interviewing Dan and Tina of Social Web Suite. Dan was sharing about how SaaS-based products can still contribute to the open source community and the community of WordPress. And Dan, you were you were talking a little bit about how your plugin, for example, is in org and it's GPL. Of course, the SaaS product is not open source. And you were talking about specifics of ways companies like yourself can continue to contribute to the community. You talked about how you have an open source theme. And I guess my question is, you know, are you doing any core contributing? Are you answering tickets or doing bug gardening? Like, are there any ways from a code perspective other than the theme and GPL and your plugin that you've, you guys have also contributed to the community? Uh, I attended to two or three uh, 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 commit to core uh, meetups here. Uh, two or three sessions at the work camp and some meetups, and I was co-organizer of those. But my contribution was not in a core. My contribution for last three years was in uh, work camps. So I co-organized work camp Toronto 2014-15, and I was lead organizer in 2016. So your, your contributions are, are from a community organizing perspective with events, which I have to say is extremely, extremely important, like organizing those things and getting those collaborators in a room. You know, those contributor days, those community days, that's where the really important progress of WordPress is made. So that's really interesting. And I know that WordCamp Europe is coming up and it's uh, or not coming up, but it's next year. And it's a very special place, I think, to you. Right. Is that true? You're, you're part of that in some way? Yes, so me and Tina, uh, we, are, we were born living, uh, born and living in uh, Belgrade, Serbia, and next year, Work in Europe is going to be there, and we are so happy about this. Uh, we, of course, know all the organizers from local team in Belgrade, and we are good friends with them, so, and we are, of course, we are going to chip in and be there and help as much as we can with anything they need uh, and we are so proud of this you know besides toronto which we, we were organizing now we are going to be helping uh, for uh, work in europe in belgium next year I, I think i'm most excited about the radka at, at belgium <laughs> <laughs> rakia yes rakia yes. i always say it wrong and for those of you that don't know what that is it's basically as as dan described it to me serbian moonshine uh, it's really great, kind of local uh, uh, vodka in a sense, uh, but it's it's really kind of a neat experience. Um, so that's awesome, Stephen. Though you had a question, um, I did actually wanted to revisit um, the the GPL conversation they were having a moment ago. Um, something that that uh, kind of crosses my mind, um, mm-hmm. and you know, as an aspiring entrepreneur, something that I think about. Um, you know, there's been a lot of a lot of changes as WordPress has grown up over the last um, five years, especially. Um, you know, we're seeing uh, you know more gravity around things like running WordPress as a headless content provider and less so um, or less touch points necessarily uh, from an administration point of view. And my question is, is is that you know one of the ways that 
you know, people have found to really have a thriving business is through this SaaS model. Um, by offloading basically, quote unquote, the secret sauce, you're still able to play by GPL rules. Um, but largely, the business logic is kind of offloaded somewhere else. Um, my question for you is, is that I think this is, you know, a, a great model and has a lot of benefits. Um, but I also wanted to inquire if you think that there's uh, any point um, or a threat or a risk of a lot of plugins taking this sort of approach. Um, what I mean by that is, is if, if everything becomes a SaaS and then the only thing that's actually GPL that's left is just um, basically the bootloader for these services, um, one, is that okay? Is that WordPress maturing? Um, is that in the spirit of GPL? Does that, do you have any concerns or do you think that that's a, like a really great thing for the community? I think it's a good thing for community because uh, now a lot of companies are switching to, to SaaS and I think that a lot of companies are now growing. What it means for the community? My point of view uh, with um, SaaS approach is that uh, now a lot of companies are switching to SaaS because, of course, we can make, make more money, but we can offer more services. So that's a really interesting perspective, Dan. Um, you know, I think that it's um, you have these forces in the WordPress community, right, pulling us towards open source and GPL, our roots, really. Super, super important part of the community. And then you have the other side which is that you have people making these innovative tools who need to sustain a business, who need to grow a business, and who need to deliver services and software that match a higher standard. And I think as a community, we're going to continue to um, to deal with these pulls back and forth, right? And I think we all fundamentally believe in the quality, uh, uh, believe in kind of the open source mantra in a sense, and I think we've all benefited from it. I, I always ask everyone I interview on these shows about the WordPress origin story. And, you know, you guys, it was the community of that draw. And I think, you know, the, the kind of slogan of WordPress, in a sense, is to democratize the web, right? And I think now that's probably to democratize all digital experiences. But, um, you know, I think we all benefited from that. And the more we feature lock things, the more that... Um, detracts from people's ability to learn and to leverage tools that would help them evolve their business. Um, but at the same time, you need tools that are quality, that are supported, that are improved and updated and kept secure. And and I think that these forces are kind of, in a sense, pulling against each other. And I think it's um, a lot of our responsibility to see how can we preserve that um, you know, open source spirit and, and still solve some of these other problems. I don't think we're going to do that on this podcast today, but um, it was really interesting hearing your perspective, Dante. I wanted to thank you for coming on the show. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Andrew. Yes. It was a pleasure. It was great pleasure having you. <laughs> awesome. And I can't wait to hang out with you guys at the next WordCamp or whatever event we stumble across each other at. Um, always, always a good time hanging out. Um, guys look for Tina and Dan around. Um, really, really powerful, super friendly, selfless people in the community. Um, if you want to learn more about the product Social Web Suite, you can go to socialwebsuite.com. And uh, thanks for tuning in to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Cranberry Radio. Um, next episode will be released next Tuesday. Don't forget you can subscribe on iTunes, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, and as always, you can download episodes at cranberry.fm forward slash shows forward slash press this. 
Again, I'm David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.